All right, welcome back, everybody. I'm Brentley Bales, and you are listening to the Palm to Zone podcast. Today, you and we are joined by Kenneth of the Kenneth Craters Wiffleball team of PWL. Introduce yourself, Mr. Kenneth. Hey, everyone. This is Kenneth. All right, nice. So basically, in today, today, we are going to be judging other leagues. Now, we, us PWL with footballers, we are a 1v1 league. Now, that sounds absolutely stupid. That sounds like it just wouldn't work. You 1v1, it's a lot of running around and stuff. Be quiet. Yes, it is, but be quiet. We have smaller fields to accommodate that and make it fair. And the one big field we have, Fayette Field, we have an all-time outfielder. So that makes it work a lot better. And then next year, whoever our commissioner is, either Commissioner da- Commissioner Davis or whoever, we might have different all-time outfielder rules. Okay, so what are your? Th- you know what? No, we're gonna get to that later. Let me just let me stay. With, let me stick with the script here. All right. All right. Talk about how many leagues and how many different kinds of leagues there are. I typed this entire script out in school when I was supposed to be doing work, but we're not gonna talk about that. All right. Talk about different leagues and how many different leagues there are. All right. So there is a bunch of different kind of wiffle ball leagues. Now, obviously, the most famous one is MLW with a ball. Hi, Kyle, if you're listening. Um, you're not, but let me dream. They have about four-person teams. Their teams are the Predators, Wildcats, Cobras, Mallards, Gators, Diamondbacks, Magic. Um, what are the other ones? There's one more that I'm missing. Um, dang it. It's not, it's not coming to me. It is not coming to me. Um, Eagles. I got it. Eagles. Daniel Schultz's team. All right, so that, that's their teams. Now, they are just amazing with football league, and I definitely want to be like them. But we're also very, very different from them. Our editing style is different. We have, let's see, we have um, 1v1. That's, that's the biggest difference for all of them. So, yeah, the different kinds of leagues, a lot of them have just – some of them try, some of them don't, and some of them are like, We're going to do this, we're going to do that, and then never do it. Okay, so my favorite kind of leagues, Kenneth, bear with me here, I'm about to ask you some questions. All right, the best kinds of leagues are the ones that actually put effort into making a schedule, buying jerseys, having a fair game with fair rules. Now, I struggle with pitching a fit in the middle of games several of times this year. And it's made it hard to edit out. Sometimes I just played music over it. All right, go back, guys, to World Series Game 3. And when Spencer hit that home run in the bottom of the second, as the inning, as the bottom of the second ended in that game, when the music plays, just watch me. Watch me. Okay? You're going to pick up on some things you didn't see. Just watch that, okay? Okay, now, a bunch of people pitched a fit. Now, I'm going off on a tangent. Just I'm, I'm about to finish. Um, Spencer, in the regular season game between him and I, I struck him out. Oh, he got mad. He, like, he picked up his bat and absolutely 95 miles an hour slammed that thing against the wall. It was after the bottom of the second of – regular season game between him and I and 
I was scared that I was about to um, lose. And I did lose that game in the regular season. That was my only regular season loss. Let's get back to what we were talking about. Good teams. Okay. Now, I do think if you don't have jerseys, you still have the opportunity to be a good league, don't you think? Oh, the league without jerseys? Yes. Yeah, you can. Uh, yeah. Jerseys just help help make it easier for uh, outsiders to identify who's playing. Right. And let's see. Okay, I'll give you this league, for example. I'm going to give you an example here. Dinger Wiffle Ball. That is a league. Check them out. They follow me. They have jerseys. They have good setup teams. They have good setup schedules. And the Empire actually just won the World Series. They have a new 30 for 30 documentary um, out on YouTube. Go check that out. Just look up Dinger Wiffle. It'll come up. 30 for 30 Empire or Year of the Empire will come up. And that's cool. Another um, good league. I got some examples right here. I'm just going to go scroll through my followers because there's, okay, right here, EBWL Wiffleball. Now, they have their own podcast called Unscuffed. Check them out. But EBWL. All right, SWL Wiffle. They are a great league. You know, I don't think it is. Yeah, okay, okay. EBWL does have the podcast. Okay, I was right about that. SWL, they have a good league. I don't know if they have jerseys. I don't think they do. But they have managed to set up a fantastic wiffle ball league. Now, let's see. Okay, I know there's more. I know there's more. And Bingham Bros Blitzball. I was looking for that. Great league. It's not wiffle ball, but it's Blitzball, which is highly similar. Bingham Bros Blitzball, shout out to y'all. Y'all are a good league. I don't know if y'all have jerseys. I don't think y'all do, but y'all have still managed to get me to not care about that because y'all just set it up so well. And there's a a lot more that I'm not going to go through right now, but yes, they have definitely set their leagues up very well. I've not watched too many of them, but the way they post makes me under like they post to where oh this is a good league they actually care they they've set up schedules which is good now i want you to be completely honest here kenneth all right if you do not set up a schedule and the day before you're just gonna be like all right we're gonna play a game do you think that's like that do you think that's a great league or do you think that's just like super just yeah. Oh no, definitely. The, the more a league or, or any organization, the more it's organized and a a planned schedule is published, where the participants and the fans and anyone else that wants to know uh, something is published, so that people know what's going to take place, when and where. Uh, that can't do anything but make for a better. Uh, organized grouping now granted sometimes things change and definitely the the year of 2020 the year of covid uh, you know you're seeing professional and college sports have to be very fluid and i know i'm I'm tired of hearing that word but that it, it fits very fluid in their being willing to you know adjust yeah. games adjust locations adjust dates and yeah. uh 
you know, sometimes that is something that we would need to do as well. And I know a couple times this summer we had to for different reasons. So, yeah, those things happen. But to have a schedule and to have it out there and just stick to it as much as is really practical, um, yeah, that can't do anything but provide good things for you. Yeah, yeah. And I think we were set up pretty well this year and organized very well, don't you think? Yeah, um, having the the Alabama teams and then the Georgia teams um, and making the the road games fit into uh, some personal schedules. Uh, yeah, it it worked very well the way that it was conducted this year. Yeah, and I think it was um, the only downfall of the league is this year is the story of the Royals. Like if we would have just kept all seven, what was seven teams in the league? Oh man, that the perfect. But yeah, we still did that very well. The league just all year, very well organized. And we had jerseys. I didn't even want to get jerseys. Oh, that sounded stupid. Yes, I did. I wasn't planning on getting jerseys until about three, maybe four weeks before the season started. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to get some jerseys and then they're just going to pay 15 to $20 for it. Okay. So I wound up, the first one I got was the Huskies, Jackson, the 0 and 16. That will be better next year. Hopefully not bad. Just didn't do what he needed to do in the right times, but I got his Jersey first. He paid $20 guys. He was the only one who wound up paying for his Jersey. Either I bought the rest of them and they pitched in like Shelly and Kenneth did. Jackson was the only one that paid for his and I never paid him back. You think I should pay him back or just leave it alone? Uh, you're asking me that? Yes. Uh, well, that's stuff that we can talk about off pod. Yes. Yeah, uh, man, I, I feel bad about that. I, well, the thing is, I designed his jersey. He loved it. His purple jersey with the white logo on it, man. He loved it. He said he would pay for it. And I'm like, okay, well, you're, you have to pay for it. I'm not going to buy it for anybody. Well, turn. I didn't know I was going to wind up buying everybody's jersey, but I did. Well, not everybody's jersey, but, you know. that I think I bought all of the Alabama League teams. So me, Caden, and then I know – I think I only bought me and Ken's and you all bought the rest of them, but that's anyway, we had jerseys. I had not planned on getting jerseys until about four weeks before the season started, man. You know what? I have something, I have something for us to do. What is your favorite Jersey in the PWL? My favorite one. Yes. I, I, not just because it's yours. I like the Knights, I like the Stallions, and I like the Huskies. Those, yeah. I, I thought all three of those. Uh, My, yeah. It's very, I, very hard to pick, to pick the, the better of the three for me. My favorite. My favorite was either the Huskies or the Tigers. I cannot decide. The Tigers, I like their color scheme. I love their color scheme, and I love the Tiger logo on the uniform. Now the Huskies. That is a hot jersey. I mean, absolute pure Shrexy. But, okay, after the season ended, and I made this post on Insta, 
the Huskies, it shows the Huskies jersey. It says, this was Jackson's quote. Yes, we went 0-6. Yes, I know it wasn't good. But you will be you will see the biggest comeback in PW World history. Just wait. That was his quote. If he does return for 2021, we'll get to 2021 in a second. But if he does return for 2021, I believe we will see a very good, possibly even a three-win Huskies team. Possibly. I don't know. I, I, he's not going to go 0 and whatever next year. He's going to win a game. He's going to get his first win next year, I promise you. Why are we talking about the Huskies? That had nothing to do with what we were talking about except for the jersey. But, yeah, my favorite one is either the Huskies or the Tigers. I probably couldn't pick out of those two. But least favorite jersey, I think we all know which one is our least favorite. Say it on three. Three or one, two, three. Shoreline. Oh, really? Yes. I, I, I thought you were going to say Critters, actually. No, that's my – I like the Critters one, but it's – the Shoreline one is my fault. I designed – I just put straight up Shelly with a dolphin. No, I, I I regret that. Now, next year I think it's going to be the same color scheme, like the gray shirt and the green writing, but instead it's going to be Shoreline and cursive and then an anchor instead of a dolphin. That'd be cool. Yeah. Now, yours, I don't know. We'll see about that. I don't know. I We might keep, I don't know. I'll, you know what? We'll talk about that later. Like, off pod. Once we get to that time. We're not even at 2021 now. We're, we're, it's still in 2020. We're still in COVID we times. We got, we got some months left. All right. Let's see. Okay. Here we go. Rules. That you may agree or disagree with. All right, I'm gonna go through these, and I want I'm gonna say my thoughts on the rule first, and then I want you to say yours. Pegging. Okay. Now here's been this is something that's been very controversial all year. Headshots with a peg. I absolutely believe that a headshot with a peg should be an out. I do not think that should be a free base. A lot of people on YouTube think a headshot with a peg should be a free base. What are your thoughts on that? Since I am involved in esports and I deal with a lot of rules about safety and and um, you know making sure that uh, the, the the kids are taken care of and they don't take unnecessary risks, um, I completely see what someone is saying when they think a uh, a headshot on a peg should be a a null type play mm-hmm. uh, basically it's not an out uh however accidents happen and especially in, in our league and it's, it's a two-edged sword in our in our league what's unique about it is you have a mixture of adult and youth playing together um and accidents are going to happen whether it's an adult throwing the ball and it being a headshot by accident or one of the youth throwing and headshotting an adult or adult, adult, youth, youth. Uh, I don't think anyone tries to do that intentionally, especially in, in our grouping. So at least in our league, I would say uh, probably best to leave it that it is an out. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, may grow and the composition of it, that may be something that we want to keep 
as an alternative that we you know may want to change it to it being an out. It just kind of like I said, it depends on the makeup of, of who's in the league and and if you definitely if you get it to where it's um, more more youth than adults, uh, you may want it where you may want to leave it where it is where it's not. But if it goes the other way where there's more adults than youth, and uh, you may want to have that little extra margin of protection for them. So it's like I said, right now leave it the way it is. But uh, and that's it's going to be necessary. It's going to be completely up to the commissioner next year. All right, now all-time outfielder rules and specific parks. Now the only field that has an all-time outfielder rule this year was Fayette Field, and there would be so many more runs scored, and the all-time outfielder rule there helped tremendously. Now, um, there's another field that I think maybe should have an all-time outfielder, Grimm's Field. What are your thoughts? I know Fayette Field needs one. I mean, it needs, I mean that's the biggest playing area that we have, and you could just run someone ragged on, on our 1v1 format doing that. Um, however, I, I definitely strongly feel either have the the uh, all-time outfielder that's not, that's not eligible to actually catch a ball and, and create an out, but can chase down a ball and throw it in, have that person available for all teams at all times, no matter where the game's played. That's my opinion. All right. I can see that. I can see that. Okay. All right. I can see that. All right. Fences. Now, this year, our fences. This chair is so squeaky. Our fences. Some, the parks that didn't have an actual fence, we used pool noodles. Now, Kenneth, do you think we should leave it like that for next year? Or have one of those foldable fences. Now, I think foldable fence, but I have not found any. But what are your thoughts on that? Well, a small, you know, two, three foot high portable fence would be the best answer. However, logistically, getting the materials from place to place, um, I just don't know how well that would work. So I think you're. I think we will probably be, I won't say stuck, but we will probably be using the the pool noodles as outfield markers uh, at least for another year or so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yep. Oh, this is the most controversial thing ever, this next rule. This has oh, got to be yeah, the most we like controversy. controversial thing ever. The zip ties sticking out on the strike zone. Oh my goodness. The commissioner hated that. Like if a ball like just went completely over the pipe but it barely nicked that zip tie, it was a strike. He did not like that. Now, MLW, I'm doing it the same way MLW does. And I know we're on we are our own own league, but I like that rule. I mean I do. I think they should continue to stick out. What are your thoughts? Uh very simply. The strike zone should be the pipe and every the, the piping and everything inside of it. If a zip tie is sticking out beyond that and it hits the, and it only hits the zip tie, that's a ball. Mm, okay. That, that okay. way 
that right. way the strike zone is more like Major League Baseball. Because in Major League Baseball, you don't have... You have called, you have strikes, you have, excuse me, you have strikes called slightly outside the strike zone, though. Well, but that's because you got to, in this case, you have a very defined strike zone that is, you know, in theory, a knees to chest type setup, you know, as wide as the plate. So let that be the strike zone instead of where a, the time may slide left or right or up and down and you know on one pitch be a strike but another pitch may not okay <laughs> that, and then that again that'll be completely up to whoever the commissioner is next year and then if it is commissioner davis what you just said might be how it is we might clip the zip ties that'll make me sad but okay this happened on camera, but I took it out of the video because it was in the middle of a net bat in World Series Game 3. You know about this. You know that where I'm heading with the zip ties. Okay, it was in the middle of that bat. It was a 1-1 one, one count or a 2-1, something. Okay, the ball, like, just sailed barely over the zone and just absolutely nicked barely the tip of the zip tie. And I'm like... Okay, I I went and folded down every single zip tie on every single part of the strike zone to where it couldn't be hit. Yes, this is the person that likes having zip ties and strikes. <laughs> Not against Spencer. Spencer is mean. Spencer is mean when it comes to that. He will bully me with strikes. And then especially when it doesn't even hit the zone, and this man has been killing me the whole game, I finally get a ball. Man, it hits the zip tie. Anybody else that would be okay, but Spencer is the one person I cannot beat. Caden sometimes, but mainly Spencer. Well, I think you just proved my point. Yes, but still, it's what MLW does. I love it, and it's it's fair in my opinion. It's not in other people's opinion. I don't know. Again, up the question next year. We will see. But all right, we're going to move on now. Ghost Runners. All right. This has been controversial, too. Okay, I'll give you a scenario. There's a runner on second. There is a ball hit. I'll give you two scenarios. There's a ball hit with a runner on second to the third base side and stops right in front of third base. Do you think that ghost runner on second should move up to third on that? If there's not a runner on first? Well, what's interesting is this, this scenario calls on the, the players – all agreeing to a rational course of action. Uh, certainly in real baseball, if you have a run on second and the ball is hit to the third baseman or to the third base side of short, the runner's probably not going to try to advance. And that's logical. So you, if you know, if you can't get the out at first, then you've got runners on first and second. I think what you have to do though, with, well, I will say have to, what is simpler, which isn't always better or best, but what is simpler is to create a rule that if the ball is put in play, the any runners on base must advance as many bases as the batter. So in this case, a ball hit the third. If the ball is fielded by the by the person on that side of the field, and they can get to third before the batter gets to first, 
then it would have to be an out. If the runner gets to first before they can field it and get to third base, then you've got runners on the corners. Even if it's not a force out? Even if it's not. Because that takes away one person saying, well, they should have gone or they shouldn't have gone or, well, they, you know, in real life, would they or wouldn't they? Yeah. It, 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 de it decreases arguments, potentially, to have it set in stone as if the ball's put in play, the runner has to advance the number of bases the batter does. Mm -hmm. I see that. Attempt to. All right. Now, even on, okay, say there's a runner on second, nobody on first, a pop-up. Just a pop-up. And like this is a bit a lot different than the last one I said. Okay, say pop up, but it, forget everything I just said. Say there's a runner on first, just a runner on first, okay? Okay. There's a pop up. Now you're trying to run it out just in case he drops it. If you round first and you're past first, if he catches that ball, do you think he should be able to peg me and that would be picking off the runner that was on first? I think once you. If there's a runner on first, you pop it up, and then you round first. Once you round first, you become that runner on first, especially if he catches that ball. Because um, you can't pass the runner that was already on first, even if it is a ghost runner. I don't know that I like that. Um, I, I, I personally think if, if the ball's popped up and it's high enough that you're going to go around – first base and there was a runner there um i mean certainly a, a real runner wouldn't be able to well they may or may not be able to get back at that point i don't know um depends how far they would actually go and, and you really don't know that because obviously you're you're dealing with a ghost runner yeah. um that's that's kind of why I just don't like that. If if the if the run if the ball's caught and you've rounded the base, then the, then the runner is just the, you know the original runner is still there. If the you know the batter rounds the base and the ball is dropped, then it's just like any other hit. You're, both of you are in play. Yep. Okay, I see. Now, now I mean that's that is uh, that's one of them that I would be willing to listen to other sides. But um, yeah, I, I don't like I just don't like the idea of if you round it, you become the other runner. Uh, that's just kind of a foreign thought, a foreign concept. Okay, just knocked something on my desk. Okay, yeah, I get that. I'm trying to figure out how to plug this computer in. It's not going in. Hang on. Oh, this, I plugged I plugged in the wrong thing. That's why. Okay. Boom. Okay, it's it's plugged in now, I think. Let's see. Yep, it is. Okay, thank you. All right, finally, that that's more than usual. Yeah, I see what you're saying on that. Okay, and I agree. And that kind of wraps up our rules part. So we have our things we agree on and things we don't agree on. Okay. And everything will be decided by the commissioner, whoever that may be, in 2021. Which we're almost there. Only uh, 20, um, 20, 
five days until 2021. That's right. Be here before you know it. Wow. All right. All right, next thing. All right. What are your thoughts on your, like, the Critters season? What are your overall thoughts on that? Oh, goodness. Uh, it, it was fun. Um, let's just say being mid-50s, playing against uh, much younger competition um, is, has, it has some challenges. Um, especially when you're playing in 90 plus degree heat yeah. and you're, and you're a very competitive person by nature. Yes. Um, so, you know, uh, and, and, and you, uh, obviously being my grandson have always known, I don't let someone win mm-hmm. uh, regardless of age. Yeah. Um, I mean, because at a certain point, to let someone win, you're doing them a disservice. Yeah. Um, they let let them give them an opportunity to earn the victory, and that doesn't mean you make mistakes to to give them a chance to win. That means you do your best, let them do their best, and if their best is better than yours, so be it. Um. So hang on, hang on, hang on. We are um, actually running out of time. We can only go for sixty minutes. Or 30 minutes. But thank you for, I'll talk to you some more after this. Thank you for joining us today and tell them bye bye. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity. And we're, we're, we have five seconds left. Hurry up. Uh, bye, guys. Listen for more PW.